0: I'm calling it the most impressive win of the season. Boston Celtics beat the Toronto Raptors. I'm going to talk about it right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance. Back, all the real Celtics fans in attendance. Woo! This is the truth. Like 34, yeah. it's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this show your first listen every day. Part of your daily routine here for you Monday through Friday. Locked On Celtics is free, available on all platforms including YouTube. Every episode is available on LockedOnCeltics.com. I'm John Corrales. I'm coming to you after the Boston Celtics 109-97 win over the Toronto Raptors. A win that I think is the most impressive win of the season, which I'm going to explain Momentarily, In the second segment, I'm going to get into individually more of the people who were impressive on their own. In the third segment, I'll touch on some of the stuff from the San Antonio game. Yeah, I'll touch on the San Antonio game. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. Check out prizepix.com, use the promo code NBA, or go to your app store. Download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. So right away, you're wondering, John, why are you you saying this is the most impressive win of the season? Yeah, they beat the Raptors. Yeah, it was okay. But basically, for the first half of the game, it looked kind of sloppy. Celtics were turning the ball over a ton. They gave up a bunch of points off of turnovers. And in the second half, it was all about giving up offensive rebounds. The Toronto Raptors got uh, 27 fast break points. 18 of those came in the first quarter. Uh, They got... Let's see, 38 points in the paint. They they forced 17 turnovers, 15 points off of those turnovers. Uh, you might be wondering, like, John, why would Tatum shot, like, horribly? There was no real cohesion here. Why, after Tatum's 8 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds, Jalen Brown was okay, 6 of 11, played 27 minutes. He's still on a minutes restriction, 16 points, nothing, you know, Jalen was okay. He was just okay in this game. So why would I say this is the most impressive win of the season? So we got to go back to that San Antonio game, which they absolutely sucked in the first quarter, and they sucked down the stretch. They were down 24. They spent three quarters coming all the way back, and then they were up seven in the fourth quarter, and then they didn't score again for three minutes and 20 seconds to end the game. That, again, I'll talk about that down in the the third segment, but that is the baseline for why I call this the most impressive win. And it's because they had so many turnovers, and it's because Tatum shot so poorly that I say this is the most impressive win of the season. But let's take this back to the beginning of the game, and again, with that San Antonio game in mind, what was the first huge problem in that San Antonio game, first quarter? Ime Odoka says, we came out, we were looking for our own rhythm rather than going for uh, what, playing well, playing uh, our style of basketball. So what did the Celtics do in the first quarter of this game? They come out moving the ball. On the third possession of the game, I highlighted this on Boston Sports Journal. I'm John Corrales, by the way. I cover the team for Boston Sports Journal. If you have never seen the show before, uh, I I am a beat writer covering the team for Boston Sports Journal. I've written a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. I have a book signing coming up on December 9th. If you're in Massachusetts, come to an unlikely story. uh, Buy a book. It's a free event, but you've got to buy a book, obviously, uh, and get it signed by me in person. So, anyway I highlighted this this third possession of the game the first possession of the game comes out they're moving the ball well I'm like all oh, right this is great the third possession of the game I thought was was somewhat even more impressive <laughs> because they were so focused on passing the ball that they just kept moving it and moving it and moving it you know Al Horford gets uh, an offensive rebound off of Jalen Brown miss it goes over to Tatum Horford sets the screen for Tatum Tatum uses it gets it back to Horford Horford kicks it up um, uh, back over to uh, Marcus Smart, Smart Attacks. Uh, it, it goes through like three, four more touches. Shot clock violation. And I'm like, you know what? I will take it. The Celtics are so focused on what Ime Odoka told them after that game in San Antonio two nights ago that they come in and they're so hyper-focused on the ball movement that their their instinct is to just keep moving the ball, Okay. So what? So you have an early turnover, shot clock violation. I think it's an easy adjustment for them to be like, oh, right, we've got to shoot the ball. Celtics have never had an issue shooting the ball. So Ime says something after the game. They immediately come in that next game and start trying to implement it. Let's fast forward a little bit, or actually all the way to the end. Minute 10 left in the game. Toronto has just cut a 13-point lead down to 9. They had a little spurt. They had taken a Jason Tatum turnover, touchdown pass for a dunk. This is the beginning of a typical 2021, 22 Celtics collapse. We, you know, this is a point where still a minute ten left in the game. Normally, we'd see the Celtics come down, try to force something, try to get a knockout punch, a haymaker, a three-pointer, a Tatum individual ISO thing. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish this play and whatever. Like it's either Tatum or Brown. Somebody tries to throw the knockout punch. They didn't do that in this game. They took their time. They moved the ball. Smart had the ball. He was looking. They had a play set up for Tatum. They immediately started to double. They came off of Jalen Brown. He works it over to Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown drives. He doesn't force a shot there. He gets it to a a cutting Josh Richardson up along the baseline. Josh Richardson suddenly draws a lot of attention. Jalen keeps on moving forward. Richardson gets it back. Back to Jalen, layup. That's your knockout punch. You don't have to go crazy looking for your own ISO stuff. That's your knockout punch. So, the two big problem areas from the San Antonio game. First quarter, down the stretch in the fourth quarter, they listened to what their coach was saying. That is big to me. Then, Let's go back and, and factor in all the other stuff. Like all of the turnovers. Like Jason Tatum, who is a huge factor in all of this. Why is this the most impressive win of the season? Jason Tatum has a horrible shooting night. 2 of 16. It's one of his worst shooting nights ever. I think it might be his third worst shooting night. 1 of 5 from 3. 3 of 4 from the line, okay. But 10 assists, 7 rebounds. He's a plus 13. I know individual game plus minus is not the biggest thing, but just to show you that he can still be 2 of 16, score 8 points, and have a positive impact because those 10 assists were important. Jason Tatum, what didn't he do? I didn't see him throw his arms up in the air complaining to the referees. I didn't see him going too crazy on too many isolation forays, those, those attacks of... You know, I'm going to go against two or three or four people. Okay, yeah, maybe he forced the shot here or there, but that's that's going to happen in a game. No, no game is perfect. Tatum kept doing what Ime Udoka asked him to do. He kept pushing the ball, moving the ball, got off of it when he got blitzed. All of those things that he's been asked to do, make the next right play. Don't worry, he still got 16 shots. That's the most him and Marcus Smart each got 16 shots. So he wasn't robbed of many opportunities. He just didn't make shots. He had a bunch of shots rim in and out. But he never got down. He never let it get in his head. He just kept on making the next right play. And I thought he played well. He shot like crap. But he actually played a good game. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. If you're only looking at whether the ball goes in or out. You're missing a whole lot of basketball because the ball didn't go in more than twice for Tatum in this game, not counting free throws, but I thought he played well. He kept his composure together. So let me wrap this up by saying, why is this the most impressive win of the season? Yeah, the Miami game was a great win, their best win of the season, but this is more impressive to me because they had all of these opportunities to not stick to the plan. They had all of these chances, all of these things that in the past have caused them to deviate from the plan. And here they are sticking with the plan game plan, sticking with what Emeo Doka wants them to do, sticking with the defensive plan, not letting the misses impact their defense, not letting the misses or the turnovers or the offensive rebound impact how they played down on the other end. They just moved on to the next play that is super impressive for the Celtics. It's a big, big, big step for them to, even against the team, look, Toronto, I don't even know if anybody knows what Toronto is right now. They're good. They're good. They're not great. They're going to be up and down. They were missing a few players. Celtics were missing a couple of players. But the fact that the Celtics were able to keep their heads on their shoulders, not go crazy, not say, okay, this isn't going well, I'm, I'm the plan's not working. No, stick with it. And then in the fourth quarter, they outscored the Raptors, they went on their big run, and that's how they ended up winning by 12. And they, They had won the first quarter by one, the second quarter by two, the third quarter by one, and then next thing you know, boom, here comes the fourth quarter, and they crack it open in the fourth quarter. So, most impressive win to me, for sure. Most impressive win because they were able to keep their heads on straight and do what the coach wanted, and now Emi Odoka gets to go into the film session and say, See, if you stick with it, good things are going to happen. So, I am I am very enthused about this win. Up next, I'll get into some of the individuals because a lot of individuals did do a lot of things and uh, they need to be recognized. That is coming up next. First, I've got to tell you about Prize Picks. It is daily fantasy made easy. I know you are going to love it. It has the best. NBA daily fantasy sports props game on the market PrizePix offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players and those guys who are only picking up a few minutes a game PrizePix offers props on anything that you can think of and you can cross over into other sports so if you wanted the Mac Jones over and an under on Tatum that might have hit today who knows Uh um, All of the Lockdown Celtics listeners deposit, uh, make a deposit using the promo code NBA, get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So you pick two to five players, there's an over-under on projections, and you can win up to uh, 10,000, I'm sorry, up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. It's not a head-to-head thing, you versus the projected numbers. So use the award-winning app. It's on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries could be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Do not hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks, daily fantasy made easy. Today's show is also brought to you by TV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch that game live another that lets you stream your favorite shows and you're watching sports highlights on your phone you've got your neighbor's best friends login for the good stuff well I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without the hassle it's a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings you live TV, on-demand favorites, and brings them all together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter, get rid of the confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Make sure you're following our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Lockdown Celtics on Instagram. Hey, thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Why not make uh, Lockdown Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd your second listen? Just told you about prize picks. Josh can help you with that. He's got uh, fantasy sports covered everywhere, uh, in every single way. So check out Lockdown Fantasy. He's the goat when it comes to that. Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, wherever podcast exists, and on YouTube. So let's get into some of the individual players that I thought made a big impact in this game. First, I got to I got to start with uh, let's start with Josh Richardson, who I, I've maybe disparaged a little bit here. His start to the season was not great, but he has been really good. Uh, lately, and and pretty good for a little while, actually. 18 points, uh, 6 of 11 shooting, 1 of 4 from 3, 2 assists, a steal, a rebound. Uh, I, I thought that, and he's got the, the, the best plus minus on the team for this uh, for this game. I thought Josh was uh, great at getting into the paint. Obviously, he's really good in the mid-range. He's one of the guys that you kind of trust. You're starting to really trust in the mid-range. That's that's more of a playoff type of of player here. I I think that Richardson gets into spots where the defense is trying to run teams into certain shots, and if you've got a Tatum, a Brown, Marcus Smart, Dennis Dennis Schroeder, guys who are going to take a bunch of threes, guys who are going to drive a bunch, uh, the team is going to be set up to just play everybody a certain way, and then Richardson, here's a guy that can live in the mid-range a little bit, going to be an important player, I think, moving forward. I, it's good that we've got patience. And I think one of the, the lessons here is that the, the Celtics do need, you do need to be patient with this team because we're very much in a two-step forward, one-step back type of scenario right now. guy like Richardson's a great example. At the beginning of the season was like, whoa, okay, maybe this guy shouldn't be playing basketball anymore. And give him some time. It, it he, he figures things out. Marcus Smart, another example here. 7 of 16 in this game, 4 of 10 from 3, 3 of 3 from the line, 21 points to lead the team, uh, 8 rebounds, 6 assists for Smart. The 6 assists marks 12 straight games with 5 plus assists for Smart. He is starting to round into the point guard that we've been looking for. Again, beginning of the season, not great beginning of the season, something clearly bothering him. I think he's moving past that stuff, whatever that frustration is. Today, after the game, I saw a little bit of a different Marcus Smart, maybe a more normal Marcus Smart. The, the Marcus Smart that we've come to know, and I think that's uh, I don't know, I'm not going to pretend to know why he seemed upset before, or maybe maybe he wasn't. Maybe it was just me, but I, I think something was clearly bothering him, and that that kind of thing culminated in the that that moment after the Bulls' loss, and and since then things have started to kind of right themselves. So I thought Smart, another example of patience. And I talked to Smart. Uh, I asked Smart after the game. I asked Richardson after the game. You know, people want things right away. I think people expect kind of immediate results, and they're both like laughing at the question a little bit, just not my question, but at the notion that things can happen right away, and they can't. And I think that's an important lesson to come out of this. Things can't happen right away for the Celtics because you've got a new coach. You've got a new system. You've got new language. Uh, you've got guys learning new things uh, that they have never done before. And and people want that to all be seamless after you know a few weeks of the preseason and a month of the regular season. No, it's not going to happen. And, and as you're figuring out, Josh made this great point. As we're trying to figure this out, we're playing some of the best players in the world. Fred Van Vliet's a damn good player. He's out there trying to beat your ass. Other guys, you know, other teams, Chicago, that, you know, the Celtics relax against Chicago, and, and it burned them. They've they've had their ups and downs there, and, and it's hurt them. But the patience is still necessary. It doesn't mean that they get to slack, because they need to, you know, earn that patience by working hard. But I thought... I, I thought it was very the, important to get that message of, hey, look, got to be patient with these guys. So, uh, Romeo Langford, another guy. Two guys that were written off, by the way. Romeo, Grant Williams. Two guys that fans completely wrote off coming into this season. And I think those guys deserve an apology from people who wrote them off. I thought Romeo was great with his energy, his rebounding, his defense in this game was really really good. Like I thought Romeo it, Romeo has shown this season that in those spots that he's getting minutes, he can he can contribute. He's an energy guy. He can come in and do some things. Grant Williams after this game is a 50-40-90 guy, which I know it's only 21 games and it's probably not going to get sustained, but He's still a 50-40-90 guy at any point during the season. Robert, I mean, uh, Grant Williams being a 50-40-90 guy is ridiculous. He's shooting 51.4% from the field, 43.1% from three, and 90.5% from the line. So, after 21 games, that's a significant sample size. Again, it's not going to be sustained. Very few guys end up being 50-40-90 for a whole season. That's very, very hard to do. That's why only the best of the best have done it. So I expect Grant to dip below those numbers at some point. But the fact that he's here after 21 games is a, a, a testament to his work and proof. Look, you shouldn't have written him off. And these guys, I tried to tell you, I tried to say this over and over and over again over the past year plus. Do not write these guys off. Grant had a terrible year last year. But you cannot write these guys off after two COVID-impacted seasons. Could not do it, and here they are both proving that they deserved that that benefit of the doubt. So uh, good for Grant, good for Romeo, and I got to mention Ennis Cantor, the soon-to-be NSK Freedom, which is real. His name is going to change to Ennis Cantor Freedom once he becomes uh, an American citizen. Which I think, actually, because I'm recording this at one o nine a.m. on Monday, I think he's officially an American citizen. So. First of all, most importantly, congratulations to Ennis Cantor becoming a naturalized American citizen. I am the son of two naturalized American citizens, Greek immigrants who came over, and I appreciate the dedication that it took to do so and become that. And that that's big, and that that's great. Uh, I I appreciate him taking the stands that he that, that he takes, in and the Celtics are, are behind him, and so good for him. But. From a pure basketball perspective, good for him for making an impact. This is two straight games. I thought, and I'll get into this in the next segment, I thought the Celtics needed to put Cantor in the game, back in the game against San Antonio. They, They lost that game after Cantor came out. It's not just because of Cantor, but two straight games now. Cantor has done a good job executing the game plan and, you know, it's it's been hard for him. He has limitations. The limitations that he has are real. They haven't changed. But he's done a good job. And I think it's it's important to recognize that that Cantor has been a positive over the past two, two days. Um, I've said what I've had to say about Cantor. Uh, I know that he is is limited and he's he's only gonna be effective in certain situations. They got a few early buckets on him in the pick and roll. You gotta use him the right way, but if you do use him the right way, he can be really effective. So, uh, good for Cantor, and again, congratulations on becoming a citizen. Up next, I'll get into some of the San Antonio game and the things that went wrong there, and kind of comparing them to this game, as I've been doing throughout this show. Alright, first, I gotta tell you about Built Bar. It's Cyber Monday. It's uh, on Built.com, it's, you're gonna save a ton of money here you can get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy that's 20% off site wide at built.com even bigger discounts on built boost broth and built swag brand new built bar flavors have just landed and just in time for cyber Monday caramel almond delight delivers everything it promises caramelized chocolate check almonds check delightful double check be sure to get yours before they're gone 150 galleries Seventeen grams of protein there. In the season, maybe you're craving white chocolate. For a limited time, get a special new Built Bar Puffs flavor: white chocolate cheesecake, a yummy protein treat. Yummy, filled with marshmallowy center, covered in white chocolate. 140 calories, seventeen grams of protein. And tis the season to save and give your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. Go to built.com for these incredible tasting new bars and 20% off everything. Head to built.com. Enter the code LOCKED. 20 before it's too late. Bet Online is the place to go for all of your betting needs. Football, obviously, I know people just went nuts betting on Thanksgiving football, but the season marches on. Basketball, obviously, there are more props, odds, and bets than every, ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action. Head on over to the updated website or mobile device or on your mobile device. And sign up today. Get a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKED ON. LOCKED ON gets you a 50% welcome bonus. So if you don't want to bet on those things hockey, boxing, UFC, your favorite Vegas casino games, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Please gamble responsibly. Locked On Celtics podcast is on YouTube now, so make sure you're subscribed to that if you want to watch the show. Thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Why not make your second listen to Locked On NBA podcast? It has a whole league covered Monday through Friday. I host on Wednesdays along with Jake Madison, so make sure you're checking us out on Wednesdays, wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube, so on... Friday night, the Celtics lost to the San Antonio Spurs 96-88. They fell behind by 24. Uh, It was a horribly slow start to the game. The San Antonio Spurs were waltzing to the rim. Now the Celtics eventually clamped down, and they built a 7-point lead with 321 to go, and then they never scored again. The Spurs closed the game on a 15-0 run, handing Boston a bad loss. After that game, I wrote that the Celtics were not fully bought in, which is true when they perform like this, and it may be true against Philadelphia. This is part of why I had this that whole thing in the first segment, because that first this, this win over Toronto was so impressive because it did signify full buy-in. And again, the Celtics are in this two-steps-forward, one-step-back type of mode. Where there's progress, and you can pick different parts where, okay, there's progress here, and there's pro- progress there. There was progress even in that San Antonio game. For them to come back and, and go through what they went through, and still come back and and give themselves a chance to win, that's progress. And there are other little bits in there that were you know also signs of progress. But at the same time, you have that one step back where it's like, you come out, and and maybe the Celtics think hey, this is an opportunity. Maybe some guys think this is an opportunity for me to get some stats. Let's see if this is a game where we can shoot our way into uh, a win because the, the team that we're facing sucks. Maybe, you know, whatever. Uh, maybe once they get up a certain amount, they start to relax. And that's that's been a, a, a hallmark of the Celtics in, in those bad games. I thought that... The end of the the game and the beginning of that game were were the worst of the Celtics, and this is why again that this, this Toronto game was so so good to me because the Celtics very clearly there were a couple of drives. I remember Jason Tatum driving and seeing three guys, and you had Marcus Smart on one on the corner there, and then Jalen Brown up looking for you know a, you know an extra pass away that. It would have been very easy to be like, kick, swing, swing, and a three-pointer. Or, very easily could have been, kick, swing, attack, kick again, and and get a wide-open three. Tatum could have even gotten the ball back. And that happened on occasion. It happened in that game, but didn't happen enough. And so, what I'm hoping is... That Ime Odoka can say, "Aha, okay. Here's our film session on Monday. Here's San Antonio, and here's Toronto, and here's all the things that you did wrong. And look at where happened. What happened? But here are the things that you did right. And we didn't fall behind by a lot. Didn't didn't score a, a ton, but didn't fall behind by a ton either. And that's that's the whole thing." They, when, when guys say winning in the NBA is hard, it's true. Winning in the NBA is very, very hard. Even the bad teams have good players. DeJounte Murray took over this game. DeJounte Murray is a good basketball player. He's really good. He's one of the guys that they're kind of building around. And they, they would trade him for a star, a superstar. But otherwise, they're like, yeah, no, DeJounte Murray's really good. And so they love him in San Antonio. And there's, it's not a surprise that he scored eight points in that 15-0 run to close the game. And he scored, he had that, that jumper, uh, that mid-range shot over Dennis Schroeder. He made a little, that little too small sign, which is like my favorite taunt in the NBA. And look, I think that it's, it's clear that every time the Celtics have gone and done things the old way, last season's way it's gone poorly when they've done things Ime Udoka's way it's gone well the San Antonio game was the old way for the first quarter and the fourth quarter the Celtics first quarters coming out of that game I didn't look uh out of the out of the Toronto game toronto game's gonna change the numbers but they're not gonna change them so significantly the first quarter the Celtics are, are fourth or fifth worst in the league. Second quarter, they're 11th. They were 11th. Third quarter, they were top five, like second or third. Fourth quarter, next to last in net rating uh, or an offensive rating. So they have been terrible to start, terrible to finish. In the second and third quarters, they've been, yay, great, because – Typically in the first quarter, they've just tried to feel things out and say, okay, who's got it? Who's got it going on? And then, oh, nobody's got it going on because they haven't shot well at all? All right, let's now do the move the ball, pass, and have the ball movement. And that's worked. And in the third quarter, they come out of the, the halftime with all of their new adjustments, and they see their halftime clips, and they come out and they play well. And then once they do well, they say, oh, okay, now that we've done well, let's go back to our old habits. And this is, this is the hard part. Habits are hard to break. Marcus Smart said it after this game. You know, he said, imagine going to a job. You've, you know, you've worked for years at this job. You've, you've studied for, you know, and, and earned a degree for this job. And then all of a sudden, this guy comes in. And now you're being asked to do something you never studied about. You never studied for. And it's hard to learn that on the fly. And that's kind of what they're doing. So they're going to have good days and bad days. But I think that my whole takeaway, if there's, if I can boil down these 21 games into one sentence, it's whenever the Celtics have done the things the way they've always done them, or not the way they've always done them, but the way they did them last season, it doesn't go well. But when they do things the way Ime Doka has asked them to do it, it does go well. If there's a lesson to be taken from all of this, That San Antonio game versus this game, you can see it, it's stark, it's night and day. In the San Antonio game, you started out going mostly for, hey, let me see, can I get going, can I feel my way through this? And in the fourth quarter down the stretch, it was just kind of like follies, fumbling everything. In this game, it was all about execution, sticking to the plan, and sticking to the plan worked. Eme has a lot of work to do still. This is not going to work. This is not going to be, uh, it's not going to work right away. It's not going to work every time. Guys will tend to relax from time to time, especially if things go well. But here's the thing now. You got Philly on Wednesday, and you go off on this horrifically bad road trip with a couple of back-to-backs, and everybody's a playoff team. And December's schedule is going to be a, just a gauntlet, a gauntlet, and, and that's going to be a hard one. There's not going to be a cream puff on that schedule. So if the Celtics relax for one bit of it, they're screwed. Ime has this evidence right here. Toronto, you, you weren't playing great or the results weren't great, but you actually were executing and playing the way we want you to play. And in the end, it worked. Keep doing that. Do that against Philly, do that on the West coast, do that when you come back. And eventually once you start doing it better and faster and more precise, things are going to go great. So at least that's the hope. So I will be here to talk about it all. I'll be here all week. Make sure you're subscribed. It's a Monday through Friday podcast. Really appreciate you making it your first listen and making it part of your daily routine. If you are not subscribed, please do so. Please subscribe on YouTube. Very easy search. Lockdown Celtics on YouTube. If you're listening and you want, would rather watch the show, really be fantastic. We're trying to grow the the YouTube channel. And if you are a listener, if you are a subscriber, or someone who watches on YouTube, I would really love it if you shared the podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody that they should be watching and listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.